I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. And there's so many things stopping, especially comics, from making a living. So on this podcast, Jason, let's talk about why do so many comics fail? Yeah, and, and not talented. just comics, just all sorts of creatives. Everybody suffers from from what we're about to talk about. And I actually think the best way to kind of sum up where we're going is you just retell that story you just told me off of last of, night. Yeah, from 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 last night, uh, because because uh, it boy it hits the nail right on the head. Right. Well, I'm watching um, last night someone open a show, and before we open the show, he mentioned to me that. Wow, this is, you know, this room is a dead room. Man, this room is a bad room to showcase in. Oh, okay. And and I don't want to mention where it is, but it's in Hollywood mm-hmm. and it's a it's a nice club and it's a smaller room. And so he gets on stage and he he had told me he's going to do crowd work and work the room. Okay. Okay. To get everybody going, which is always a good choice, especially if you're the MC and mm-hmm. you're going to be, you know, uh, getting people into it. So he starts on going, points to two women in the first row and goes, so uh, are you guys together? And it's kind of like a hard way to start a show because it's kind of like two women You're and they're obviously straight and mm-hmm. he's kind of inferring they might be gay yeah. together. So they're kind of like stunned by the question, I think, mm-hmm. and so they don't respond. And then he goes, "Whoa, what a dead crowd! You're not going to talk to me." Oh. And then he has someone else, but that person was reluctant to respond. Okay. And now he goes, "So I get it. So y'all hate me." And I went, "Oh my God, oh. this is not going to go well." Mm-hmm. And um, then he went into material, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the crowd because they were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and then when he comes off stage, it's like, wow, this is a tough room, and the crowd just didn't like me. Yeah. But that's not what happened. What I saw, mm-hmm. and I think we all do this. All of us do this. Is failure is not situational it's not because of who's in the room Mm -hmm. or what's going on that we manifest failure from we manifest it from what we think of ourselves yes and what we project out into the world from what we're thinking yeah. And it's funny because I used to never believe in manifestation. I was like, ah, that's some hippy dippy talk. People don't matter. You either work and make stuff happen or, you know, you don't, you know, they, you know, it'll all go. But th- <laughs> at least in the last five years of my life, I am a true believer that you manifest what comes at you. What you put out into the world comes back. Oh, to now, you. now. <laughs> You're kind of a nuts and bolts guy. You're so mm-hmm. not California woo-woo. No, like I, I would never. No one would look at you. Nope. And you're like, hey, you want to cast a lumberjack? Yeah. 
Here's Jay, here's Jason. <laughs> pretty much perfect. Lumberjack slash cave troll. That's yeah, that's where I live. But not even lumberjack like plaid Pendleton hip looking silver leg. No. No. <laughs> no, not stylish lumberjack. Like no, actual lumberjack. Lumber, yeah, Oregon. It, it, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, deep, deep Oregon. Uh but yeah, but it's uh, you know, one of the things that and and I've learned this through th- through just people that I've worked with and and production that I've shot and and my own studies is manifestation is a huge thing. And if you are going around in the world going, oh, these people suck and this guy's an idiot and this crowd is bad and there's a thing, that's what it's going to end up being. That's what's going to come back to All you. All the time. Every single time. When did you learn this? Because it seems like you had a transformation from, you know, uh, being like, no, that's mm. BS to, yep. yeah. So what happened? How did you? Well, I would say that I didn't really start working on myself and really like making it a part of my like routine uh, for probably in my early thirties was about how long it took, uh, which is why like, I'm very big about teaching it to like my nephew and <laughs> stuff who's like 17 right now, because it's huge. When you start thinking about sort of the, and we can go real hippy dippy with like your vibration and your energy and what Whoa, you put out. Oh, you're going into the there. World. You're yeah. going Oh, yeah. I'm going out there because I have seen it work in my own life and I've seen it work like in the room with people who are like coaches and consultants and that kind of stuff. And it is so true because I used to think all the time in a lot of my business and a lot of people who I worked with that everyone was a crook trying to rip me off. So, I had more clients at that time who were jerks who were trying to rip me off. But the moment I started thinking of people as, okay, this is someone who needs my help and I am going to serve them to the best of my ability and I am going to trust in the fact that they need my help and will appreciate the help that I give them. Suddenly, boom, I started finding much better clients. Like myself. Yes, exactly. You know, and well, that's the other thing too is like, you know, I don't even need the accolades, the appreciation, the whatever the thing is, because I've got my stuff figured out. And that's one of the big things about manifesting is manifesting takes you away from the excuse of being able to say, oh, well, that's just how the world is, or that's just how people are, or everything sucks. And that's just, a, a, you know, or why, why is it worth doing this and blah, blah, blah. When you take that on as your own personal accountability and you start believing that, I am manifesting these bad things in my life because I think bad thoughts, because I fill my head with bad stuff. So that's why all this bad stuff is coming at me. Suddenly you're making it personally accountable. And when you're personally accountable for it, you start changing what you what you do, what you fill your head with, because now it's your fault if things aren't going the way you want them to go. Oh, yeah. And I think we all have to walk away from what we were brought up with Mm -hmm. you know what we were taught like for instance my father wanted me to fail Mm -hmm. for some reason he was very threatening to me so and um threatened by i me period Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know what he was he was quite a piece of work so he teach me ping pong right Mm -hmm. and then he would say to me nobody wants a girl to beat them Oh, okay. okay. And and he taught me topspin and mm-hmm. he taught me all these, you know, great techniques of ping pong. And I'm really good. But when it gets to like 
18 for me, five for the other person, <laughs> they win. Because yeah. I had a, a, a deep psychological block that I couldn't get, I couldn't win. Mm-hmm. And I realized I've carried that through my whole life. Because mm-hmm. every time, even when I was on television, my father would go, well, you know, I was doing magic. Everybody saw you did that trick, and you didn't do that. So he was so negative. Mm. So when I became an actress, um, I just assumed everybody in the room was my father. You're not very good. Mm. You're going to blow it. So I'd work extra hard. Every And then every audition I did, I would like leave there going feeling like I blew it. I was so horrible. They're talking. They're te- saying s- yep. terrible things. By the time I got to the guard gate to get to my car, I go, do you have a gun? Just shoot me now. <laughs> shoot me now. Yeah. And I was, it was so awful. So um, I think I talked about this on one up, this story on, an, on, on another podcast, but it's bears repeating. So this is what I did. I, we, there were no phones back then. I put a tape recorder, a little tape recorder in my purse. Mm-hmm. So I, I take my purse into the audition, and then um, I do the audition, and I leave my purse there. Mm-hmm. And then I walk out. And then after the next one, I go, oh, I'm so sorry I left my purse, <laughs> and I grab it. So I got to hear what they said to me Oh, you spying on them, yeah. <laughs> and it blew my mind. Yeah. It was like, wow, she really got going. That was great. Or oh. I, I kept doing this. They go, well, I don't think we should go with a redhead. Mm-hmm. Like it had nothing to nothing do. Nothing to do with you. Nothing yep. to do with me. They were looking for this or they were looking for that. Oh, yeah, she was great. Mm-hmm. Very likable. You know, let's get someone taller. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. So it was nothing I could change. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that um, if you come on stage or to your computer to write or to an audition or in front of an audience or whatever creative thing that you're doing and you've grown up with this constant criticism of yourself you project that to your audience yep and then of course you wonder why you know you write and you really can't finish anything mm-hmm. and show it to anybody or that is why you know uh, y- your set isn't working mm-hmm. and i sort of have gotten a um what i realized from this and this all happened last night i have had a phobia against doing stand up comedy again mm-hmm. right and so, because I was going like, well, I'm so old now, mm-hmm. right? It's a, a young person's thing. Yeah. And and I I realized I had done a set, and everybody was so nice, mm-hmm. and they they liked it. Yeah. And I realized that so you know. Who is that like, oh, after a certain age, no one wants to listen to you. That, of course, is my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yep. Um, and, and I realized that all of my parents and my God, I'm you know old enough now. This is so terribly long ago. I'm still carrying their belief system with me. Mm-hmm. And it's creating failure. Yes. And that's that's the perfect phrase right there. That belief system creates the failure and so how do you solve it you got to change the belief system that then will of course create other results for you 
sometimes they call it like belief stacking. You know, you've got to sit down and you've got to actually believe that this, the, you know, the, you got to have certainty that it's going to work out. You have to have certainty that it's going to, that what you're creating, people are going to like. You have to have that kind of certainty before you go out and show it to anybody. You can't walk in going, oh, they're going to hate this. They're going to hate this. Everyone here is going to hate this. I'm going to screw it up. It's going to be so bad because that's exactly what you're going to create when you take it out into the world. And and it's not, it's subliminal. It's not like mm-hmm. you're, you catch yourself actually thinking those things. You know, it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. It's like um, you just, you are just really projecting your beliefs because last night the next guy got on also did crowd work Mm -hmm. and what was so interesting about his crowd work is that he didn't give any time for the audience or to react to to what if the audience didn't give him something he went on Mm -hmm. as he didn't seem to care yes he seemed to like this is what i do i'm doing it and I'm loving it. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. And kind of like, join me. He was like um, this, it, again, because it's the power of purpose. He got on stage with this purpose of what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And and he just was this steam engine that just, whoa. And you just got you just got on it, mm-hmm. right? You just, yep. I'm getting on his train. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like his attitude was, you can get on or get off. I really don't care. This yeah. is what I do. And there was this confidence. And I was so impressed. I went, this guy's brilliant. And then off stage, I said, oh, my God, you're so great. And he said, Judy, I took your class. You started all that. <laughs> I went, no. Perfect. Oh, Perfect. my God. This is so awesome. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I was I was in a negative spiral of my life has no meaning yeah. my life is a failure, and then I realized, you know, I was I do the same exact thing mm-hmm. is make these assumptions, and so let's talk about what can somebody do okay. to um, to get past this, and I I find. Um, the best thing, mm-hmm. and this is the uh, what we ask people to do when they first come in the message of you um, online university. The very first exercise is to ask somebody else this question. Mm. Several people. What differences have I made in your life? Mm-hmm. And to get a reality check. Because we ask people like, okay, you're going to speak on this topic. Uh, find a topic to speak. I don't know anything. Nobody wants to hear from me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a message. My yep. life doesn't mean something. So get a reality check. What difference have you made in a, um, from a coworker, from a friend? What skill sets of yours have been useful to another person? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you start to realize whoa i'm i'm (laughs) that's not reality Mm -hmm. that i have done i have been successful i have made a difference in other people's lives and i can continue to so how do i then get rid of the negative voices in my head do a reality check and number two is um do material on the negative voices. Yeah. 
become conscious of them because they're running your life. And mm-hmm. if you let them run it, right, subliminally, mm-hmm. not yeah. so great, right? Yeah. What do you, you think of that? Well, I think you got to get stuff out in the, the air, in the, in the universe. One of the best pieces of advice that I've ever heard, and this was actually at the time pertaining to do with hiring, like if you were hiring a staff or looking for somebody, is you want to be, you want to represent the traits of what you want coming back to you. So let's say, hey, I needed a, I need an, a, an assistant or, or like for one thing that I've always noticed uh, in the past with my company, with me and my business partners is we would go, oh, we just need to find someone who's this and this and this and this. You know, they need to be enthusiastic. They need to want to learn. They need to, you know, they need to, you know, have excitement about what it is they're doing and all this stuff. But we weren't doing any of that. We weren't excited about learning new stuff. We weren't, we didn't have any enthusiasm. We'd go show up to shoots and be like, oh, here we go. Another shoot, another thing. We would have no, anytime a new technology would come out, we'd be like, nah, I don't want to learn that. I want to just do it the way I've done it. That's going to be too much work. That's what it, And then we're turning around and expecting people who we hire to have all these traits when we don't have them. And the same goes for artists. If you want to have people who are enthusiastic and enjoying the work, who love to laugh or love to be entertained or love to be, you need to be that person too. You need to be putting that energy out so it comes back to you. If you think you're going to sit around and go, everything sucks and everything's stupid and everything's lame, guess what? You're going to start realizing that your circle of friends are all people like that, that every audience you perform for is like that. So it's kind of act as if. So act if, as if, if yeah. Okay, so like I have a neighbor who hates me, right? And I've tried this. Um, so I'm going, this neighbor hates me, this neighbor hates me. Okay, so what can I do? Um, I just act as if she doesn't hate me. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> right? And she goes, you know, God Damn you. Why is your cat, your indoor cat somehow, mm-hmm. my indoor cat apparently is getting out and uh, pooping all over her roof. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> your goddamn cat yeah. is, it's an indoor cat. And I've argued with her. I've done logic. Mm. I've been nice. I've been this. So I just go, have a great day. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> right there, you're emulating the response that you would want back. How great would it be if... Mm-hmm. How great would it be if she was like, hey, Judy, your cat's over. I love your cat so much. She's so awesome. Oh, I don't care about all that kind of stuff. If you had that same emulation, what if it was her cat coming over here and pooping on your roof? If your, you know, what would your response be? I'm sure it wouldn't be your goddamn cat, because you know what it's like to get that sort of treatment. So in return, you're going to say, you're going to say, hey, just so you know, <laughs> you know, you by know, the I way. Think it's, I think it's like, because especially about going on stage, what if you could go on stage and just pretend everybody adores you? Yeah. I just saw Cher in Vegas and <laughs> she forgot her entire a song. Oh, really? <laughs> and she's kind of like, Doom, and they just turn her mic off. <laughs> Gypsies, something, something. <laughs> Imagine how, dude, gypsy. And then she tramps it. You know, yeah. she's whatever, propped up, and there she goes. But how many f- does she give? Yep. None. Exactly. Because she's share. How, how much does the audience care? None. <laughs> because she's share. Mm-hmm. We love you, share. Yep. Right? That's it. End of story. So, what if? Uh, you go in front of the audience. How would your act change mm-hmm. 
if you go, everybody here loves me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to pretend they all do. They adore me. I'm a star. They're here to see me. If they're not responding when you ask them a question, they're just too in awe of exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> if, you're, if you're writing and, and you're going, oh, this is awful. Is it? I'm a friggin' genius, mm-hmm. right? And I think we all need a little more of that. Yeah, and I, I, one of the big things you're talking about here is certainty. You're just coming out with certainty. You're like, I, you know, regardless of whatever, I am going to be great, period. And, you know, what you get is a lot of, well, I'll put it out there and I'll see how it, you know, whatever. If this is what you love, this is what you want to do, this is, you know, the message that you need to send out to the world, then you need to go out there with certainty and then that's what's going to come back to you. Yes, because I know I could hear my listeners going, but what if I don't get any laughs, Judy? How can I be, you know, yeah. have confidence? Well, last night there was another comic um, and and his last couple jokes didn't get any laughs and that was his end and his time is up, right? But he didn't want to end on no laughs. And what he did was he fully, fully got into the moment and mm-hmm. went and told the truth. Yeah. Those, that was supposed to be everybody's hysterical, mm-hmm. everybody's applauding, yep. everybody's supposed to adore me, everybody after that is going to like, oh, we got to give you your Netflix special, and yep. that didn't happen. So now <laughs> I don't have any ending whatsoever, and that really pisses me off. And you know what? I could go into this, but I'm not going to, because I just say I've been up, and he just went on uh-huh. a rant, and we were, I was, I think there's a little... Little pish in my pants. Yeah. He was so <laughs> funny because he was so honest. Because I've seen so many comics not get a laugh and then scramble to find an ending to, and they just dig themselves deeper yep. and deeper in the hole. And the whole audience knows what's going on. And I've never seen anyone call it like that yeah. before. And that was just, just brilliant. And I went, why didn't I think about that? Just friggin' commit mm-hmm. to honesty. Yeah, you and, know. And the nice thing about that is, well, I mean, with with comedy, it's it's nice, especially stand up, because you're there, you have the audience, you get immediate feedback and that kind of stuff. What it gets tough is when it's, as you said earlier, you're a writer or you do visual arts or do something where you're not getting immediate feedback, but you still got to get in there and do the work. That's when that certainty really comes into play, because that's what's keeping you motivated, keeping you pushing forward you're manifesting more of your ability when you come in with that certainty than when you don't so everybody you're a star yes act like it act like it Mm -hmm. act as if and then you could be it yeah so let's finish with a really uh, with a with a direct exercise that they can do to sort of help them i like that idea of going through the entire day as if everybody adores you yeah <laughs> and how does that make you feel maybe you'll stand better mm-hmm. posture maybe your head up mm-hmm. waiting to be recognized <laughs> exactly or right. maybe you'll say some things to get more of what you want 
you know, that you might've been scared of before, you know, like, like I've known people who, even if the, if they go to a restaurant and even if their order is completely wrong, they will sit there and eat it because they're nervous about saying anything back because they think everybody hates them. And anyone who offers any criticism is an awful person. And if they, you know, just get what you want. But if a person came in and said, no, I have value. I ordered what I want and I should get what I want. And when they brought it to me and it's wrong, you don't have to be a jerk. You know, don't be a jerk about being a star, but have the certainty in the, nope, this is what I asked for. This is what I want in return. So I think going around with that kind of certainty, like be the star without being the jerky star. <laughs> be, <laughs> yeah. be, be the- but walk on stage as if, you know, that you're, you're usually adored. Walk on with with that attitude and, you know, approach your computer with, wow, this is my 10th book. Mm -hmm. It's going to be just as good as the last one, because it's most of us creative people are very, very insecure. And when somebody doesn't like you or you interpret it that way, that day when you are acting as if assume that that negative thought is wrong. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career.